0: This is an ABC podcast. Hello, this is Coronacast, a daily podcast all about the coronavirus. I'm health reporter Tegan Taylor.
1: And I'm physician and journalist, Dr Norman Swan. It's maybe 11 shopping days to Christmas. It's the 13th of December 2021.
0: Now we talk about some scary stuff on this podcast, Norman, but my heart rate just got faster hearing you say that. And there's been some news that's happened since we last met with our beautiful audience with regards to boosters, which is something we talked a lot about last week. And we were talking about the fact that there seemed to be evidence to suggest that an earlier than six-month booster was a good thing. And our audience seemed to agree because they were trying to get those boosters earlier than the six months. And lo and behold, over the weekend, there's been an announcement that the, the booster interval has now been shortened to five months instead of six
1: yeah, and also that the half dose of Moderna is now approved by ATAGI for the booster shot.
0: Yeah, so we've talked a lot about the shorter interval and the evidence behind that, so we can probably put that to one side. But what's with the half dose of Moderna as a booster? Why wouldn't it be the full dose like it is for the primary schedule, the first two doses that you would get if you were getting Moderna?
1: Look, reading between the lines and just reading some of the documents, I think there's a couple of things that are going on that's gone on here. One is. Moderna, I think, had an episode of pretty, similar to Astra's. You remember Astra had a problem where some people didn't get the dose that they thought they got.
0: In an early trial.
1: In an early trial, and it created a lot of confusion. I think Moderna must have had a similar problem in that some people who, who were in a trial who were supposed to get 100 micrograms got 50 micrograms. And and I think this is probably where the 50 microgram booster came from. And then they extended that into a more formal evaluation of 50 versus 100 micrograms of, uh, so 100 micrograms is a full dose, and when you get your first two doses of Moderna, you get 100 micrograms, and what they did was evaluate 50 or 100 in terms of the antibody or immune response as a whole, really, rather than just antibodies, the effectiveness of the antibody response, to both the ancestral virus, called the wild-type virus, it's the Wuhan virus, and the Delta virus. And what they showed was basically there was not a lot of difference between the two. And this is Moderna. This is not government making this decision to save money. This is Moderna and Moderna's submission. So they reckoned that 50 micrograms was pretty much the same as the full dose and possibly had fewer side effects. So they, that's the submission that they put in.
0: I mean, every vaccine, the recipe's a little bit different, but in the Moderna, there's 100 micrograms, as you just said. The half dose is 50, but the full dose of Pfizer is 30 micrograms of mRNA. So does it really matter what the dose is when the Pfizer vaccine also seems to work pretty well with just 30 micrograms?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's different mRNA. It's different composition, so it doesn't necessarily mean it generates the same effect. But look, to all intents and purposes, it's not worth hanging in there for the moderna the the evidence does suggest that if you mix your vaccines you do get a better protective response but that's not based on the submissions to the tga that's a separate trial that we've spoken about before which actually was full dose moderna versus pfizer which showed that a full dose moderna booster was better after two doses of Pfizer.
0: So, unsurprisingly, Norman, this has elicited a lot of questions from our audience. And basically, every permutation of a vaccine combo that you can think of, we've had a question about people who've had both doses of Astra to start with, people who've had Pfizer, people who want to know whether a half dose or a full dose. Just give us the rundown of what the best evidence shows us about what you should do depending on the vaccine that you had for your initial course and whether this Moderna advice changes anything.
1: So let's just go through this systematically. If you've had two Astra, it probably doesn't matter whether you have Pfizer or Moderna. The important thing is to mix your doses and have Pfizer or Moderna. And depending on what's available, it's probably not worth hanging in there and waiting for Moderna. There may be a slight advantage to that, but it's not big enough that you would hang in there and wait. Two Pfizer's, possibly slightly better having Moderna on top of two Pfizer's. But again, the difference is not so huge that if you had three Pfizer's, you're better off in an Omicron world just to get those that booster dose into you as soon as you possibly can. If you've had two Moderna, there's a little bit of evidence that a third Moderna is what you want to have. But other than that, if it's only Pfizer available, have Pfizer.
0: So bottom line is get a, get a booster. You can get it as early as five months after your second dose of whatever you had first. Doesn't probably matter which one you get, but maybe Moderna has a slight edge.
1: Yes. If you're at your GPs or a pharmacist and they say you can have Pfizer or Moderna, which one would you want? If it was me, I'd probably say give me the Moderna. If you say, well, I've only got Pfizer here, I'd be very happy to have Pfizer.
0: So enough of vaccines for today. Let's talk about Omicron and how it compares to other variants of interest. There's another pre-print study, another non-peer-reviewed study, and we might talk to that concept in a minute, Norman. But just broadly, what did it find?
1: Well, this was a study based on the early experience in the United Kingdom of Omicron. So essentially, it was 50 Omicron cases, 50 people who'd come positive with Omicron, versus 56,000 people who'd become positive with delta. And what they compared was people who tested positive for the two variants of the virus in people who were vaccinated versus non-vaccinated. They were able to do that in this study. So it was quite a sophisticated study. It has not been peer-reviewed. So what they found was that those who'd received two doses of Astra, there was effectively no protection against symptomatic. Covid nineteen disease from the Omicron virus, fifteen weeks after the from fifteen weeks after the second dose.
0: So, any symptoms at all?
1: Any symptoms at all? Some running nose, cough, feeling lousy, loss of taste and smell. If you had two doses of Pfizer, they, you also got a reduction in vaccine effectiveness, but not as dramatic as Astra. Now, those who had Astra and had a booster dose two weeks after the booster dose their vaccine effectiveness had gone right back up to about 70%. It could have actually been as high as 86%. And after um, a booster dose, if you'd had Pfizer as your first doses, that um, vaccine effectiveness went up to 75%, which is really what we've been saying previously, is that whether or not you had Astra first or Pfizer first, you get a very similar level of immunity after your booster shot. So... That's good news. And what, what they're arguing there is that boosters are actually becoming a really important part of the process of protecting against Omicron. And in fact, the British have started booster shots in the Omicron era at 12 weeks.
0: So we're talking about, I mean, 15 weeks is a pretty short period of time. It does sound like maybe this is a small study, but it does sound like Astra might be waning faster than the other vaccines do. Is a one-size-fits-all of like five months after your second dose is when you get your booster, is that still appropriate for all the vaccines when there does seem to be a difference?
1: Well, there is a difference, but as I said, Pfizer also wanes at about 15 weeks, just not as much. So if you wanted to have a simple rule in the Omicron era, then you could go for 15 weeks based on the British data. But remember, this these data are based on small numbers, but the British have already gone for 12 weeks for the booster. Um, So, they've made that decision.
0: It's fascinating to me that they're already able to have a study. I know it's not peer reviewed yet, but to even have this data.
1: Yeah, the British have got fabulous data. And although they've stuffed up their own control of the virus over the last couple of years, their studies in this have been really excellent. Now, there is a caveat to this. One is it's early days, so it's from November, it's small numbers. And it doesn't say anything about hospitalisation and severe disease. Is
0: that just because it's too early?
1: It's, yes, it's, it's simply too early. Or you may get you whilst you don't get any protection against symptomatic disease overall. Within that, you get good protection against hospitalisation. That's still possible within this within these data. We just don't know it yet. There's a bit of evidence coming out of South Africa that the, the hospitalisation rates do seem to be lower in the Omicron era particularly with a background level of immunity. But these these data are just too early to tell.
0: I just want to pick you up on something you've said a couple of times in this episode, Norman, of like being in the Omicron era. Are we? Is it an era? Do we know if it's going to be a big contender in the COVID variant space yet?
1: Well, Delta is still huge and huge in many countries and the surge of seeing in Europe and the United States is still Delta. But if it goes like it goes in South Africa where it's exploiting the immune evasion so it can infect people who've been vaccinated it can infect people who've had COVID 19 in the past not necessarily causing serious disease but it can infect you then it could well take over from delta it's not necessarily more contagious as a virus in its own right but it's got the ability to spread within the population because the population hasn't got strong immunity against the infection by omicron it may well have very good resistance against severe disease yet to be proven.
0: Yeah, we still don't know enough. We haven't had long enough to look at it to know yet how the severity is going to play out.
1: That's right. And, you, and people are still saying this is a milder virus without a lot of evidence to support that. It's certainly looking good in people who've got background level immunity, whether or not it's a milder virus if you're entirely unvaccinated and you've never had infection, such as young children, is yet to be shown.
0: Well, the good news is that a massive swathe of the Australian population has that background immunity and we now have eligibility to go and get boosters even earlier than we could before. So why not book your appointment right now if you're eligible for it?
1: Yeah, bear your arms and get the third dose you were always meant to have.
0: And in the meantime, ask your questions and comments by going to abc.net.au slash coronacast and we'll see you tomorrow.
1: Fully boosted. See ya.